You're listening to the Build and Bloom podcast with host Jessica Whitaker, an educator of film and digital photography to beginners, both in workshops across the globe and online. Creator of the Build and Bloom group on Facebook, one of the largest and most engaged photography communities with over 60,000 members, and founder of non-profit Sister Sister, a monthly networking group for young women in media. Jessica Whitaker cuts the fluff and will help you to grow your photography business with practical, actionable tips in every episode. If you're ready for a roadmap to a better personal and professional balance, then Build and Bloom podcast will help encourage, empower, and educate you to not only build your dream business, but sustain it. And now, here's your host, Jessica Whitaker. This podcast episode is brought to you by my Business Basics class. I teach you the eight essential steps to get your business legal and legit so you can watch it bloom. You'll learn the basics of what is an LLC and the first steps to opening one up, opening a business bank account, how to find an accountant, what is bookkeeping and how can you do it yourself to save some money, what contracts and legal documents to consider and where you can buy them, the starting point for saving for your retirement, how to find a financial advisor, and where to start looking for business insurance. When you avoid getting all these ducks in a row, you are risking getting sued, paying more in taxes, and missing out on turning your income into more money. Head to jessicawhitaker.co slash businessbasics to enroll. Thanks again to myself for sponsoring my podcast episode. Hey photographer, Jessica Whitaker here. Welcome back to the Build and Bloom Photography Podcast. In this episode, I am joined by New York City film photographer, Jules Miranda, and we are going to talk about how she makes her clients feel comfortable, the power of using questionnaires, and so many tips for beginners. I met Jules last year when I was hired to photograph Rachel, who is one of her friends, and she tagged along with Rachel, and it was so much fun. And then later in the year, Jules took one of my live business boot camps on website and visual branding and that is really how I got to know her and her business and I asked her to come on to the podcast so we have a lot we're going to be covering let's get right into it I'm Jules Miranda I'm a photographer in New York City and I primarily shoot film and portraits and weddings and pretty much everything to do with people today we're going to be talking about how you make clients feel very comfortable in front of the camera and I loved how one of the questions speaks to people who are shy as photographers and might feel uncomfortable themselves stepping out of their comfort zone to then make the clients feel comfortable because so often we see that you have to have this loud personality or you have to be very extroverted in order to really uh, connect with your clients when that's not the case. So I'm really excited to dive right in with you. So the first thing that I do to make my clients feel comfortable is before you even get to the actual shoot is sending them a questionnaire. And this is a great way to just like get to know your client. I usually send it to the client and like ask them like you know you can answer via email or we can get on a phone call if you can get them on the phone that's like even more ideal but there have been times where people are like like you can tell they're trying to avoid a phone call um so at least having it written out is you know would be the next best thing would the questionnaire come after they booked you it's not on like your website so i send it with my proposal i send it like with my invoice and contract the questionnaire is also um, within that so it's kind of like part of the booking some of the questions i ask always like if they've had their photo taken before and what their experience was like this kind of gets 
gives you an idea of how comfortable they are in front of the camera. Um, and another big question is, what are their insecurities? Which can sometimes be a tough question to ask because like people don't want to talk about that. But it's really important because if you take a photo and like, let's say you have um, someone put their hand on their face, you might think it's a gorgeous photo, but if they like hate the way their hands look, they're going to hate the photo. So by asking them what their insecurities are, you just like avoid anything like that happening and it's just more guaranteed for your client to like really love the final results after they filled out the questionnaire they've now arrived to the photo shoot what are some of your favorite prompts for clients by getting a sense of their insecurities and how they feel in front of the camera um, kind of goes into the next step that I take and this is at the actual photo shoot and that's um, prompting your clients instead of posing them, which I've um, found that I've, quite a few photographers talk about this, but it's usually related to couples and having your couples interact with each other. Um, so that's super helpful to get really organic photos showcasing, you know, a relationship, but you can also do it with individuals and instead of, you know, they, they don't have another person to bounce off of, they have you as the photographer to bounce off of, you know, you can prompt your client. Sometimes I might say something like, oh, pretend like your crush just walked in or something like that. And I've found that even because, so, like I said, I'm an extrovert and I'm like chatty during photo shoots. There's an every now and then I put my foot in my mouth and I might say something silly. But at the very least, you'll probably make your client laugh. And like, that's just, a, you, you got a great candid in itself. Something else that I always, always tell my clients to do, and this is probably, no, it's not probably, it is my biggest, I guess, secret about taking photos of people. And it's telling your clients to breathe. And it sounds like so simple, because obviously we all have to breathe. But so often when someone gets in front of the camera, they hold their breath and they, tense up and like their shoulders like kind of raise and they get really awkward so just simply telling your clients to take a deep breath you'll see like it maybe not like in person you might not notice the drastic difference but in the images you definitely will um so what i do is i tell my clients to take a really big deep inhale and then and i say like don't like change make a silly face or anything like just normally take a inhale and then a big exhale and then right when they're almost done with their exhale that's when I snap because that's usually when they like have like relaxed their shoulders and relaxed their jaw and everything like that another fun way if you're kind of going for more like an editorial style of photos um which and this is great especially people who are like non-models um when you tell them to exhale, you tell them to exhale through their mouth, almost making like a puh sound. And that like will open their lips so slightly and make them look so fierce. Model behavior. <laughs> yeah, that is like by far like my favorite way to get them comfy. Um, and then if you want to take it one step further, like if, if the breathing is really working for the client and they're like totally into it and especially if they want that editorial look, um, you can tell them to inhale and close their eyes and when they exhale, open their eyes slowly and then like right when they're almost fully open, that's when you snap and it'll look like 
it just looks so good on like every like anyone will look like a model <laughs> like truly with this questionnaire it's a huge piece to the booking process and just so that you can also get a feel for what your client likes and doesn't like without having to address those things like on the photo shoot be like so what are your insecurities <laughs> and then they're pointing them out right before they get on camera but what happens if a client books last minute, they didn't have time to submit the questionnaire, or what if they've never responded to it? How do you navigate getting to know them on the spot like that? So when that happens, I really try and ut utilize like the little in-between moments during the shoot. So if you're going to a location, like having a conversation with them while you're walking to the spot or like since I shoot film I'll like sometimes take extra long to change my film role just to be able to like get a few questions in um so yeah I think like just really conversing with them during those in-between moments especially at the beginning and it's even easier in person because you can read their body language and get a feel for um for how they you know might feel in front of the camera when it comes to what they don't like they don't like about themselves <laughs> or for me I prefer one side of my face to the other so would you ask in that more casual light-hearted way you know do you prefer a side um a lot of the times with couples one will be like oh I like this side and another's like I like this side yeah asking them their good side is a good way to like introduce that question about insecurities without asking them flat out um so I've also like have had clients with like maybe certain birthmarks or anything like that. So like I'll just be like, oh, you know, like is there anything that you were hoping to have edited out or something like that? Like instead of being like, what's your birthmark? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> um, or, or just anything along those lines. I also personally the way I shoot, I don't really alter the way people look in images um, like if there's a blemish or something, I'll take that out, but I don't like cinch people's waists or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so that is always something that I mentioned to them beforehand. So yeah. I feel like even if you're a photographer who does that, I think that's also a good way to just be like, I'm not going to change how you look. So like, are you okay with, you know, everything about your beautiful body and face? And <laughs> This episode of the Build and Bloom podcast is brought to you by Contractista, my favorite resource for lawyer-drafted photography contracts. Head to jessicawhitaker.co slash photography contracts and use the code BUILDBLOOM15 at checkout for 15% off lawyer-drafted legal documents. Contractista is your one-stop shop for attorney-drafted legal documents for entrepreneurs. Actually, not only are they attorney-drafted by a business and intellectual property attorney, but they're also peer-reviewed by attorneys with over 30 years of experience in contract drafting for multinational corporations. <laughs> Anyways, Contractista actually has bundles specific for photographers that cover portrait photography contracts, wedding photography contracts, plus some legal disclosures that you have to put on your website. Just like you have to have car insurance to drive a car, you have to have attorney-drafted contracts for your clients and websites to run a business. Head to jessicawhitaker.co slash photography contract and protect yourself from that just in case. And you can use the code BUILDBLOOM15 at checkout for 15% off. That's jessicawhitaker.co slash photography contracts. I know that you're a film photographer. Let's kind of 
go into why do you shoot film over digital? I just absolutely love the way film looks. Um, there's really, I mean, a lot of people, a few trolls on the internet have been like, you can just edit your digital photos. And sure, that's true. But you, it's never going to look exactly like film. There's something really magical about film. And I personally just love like tangible things. I love stationary and like, I just love like, being able to like hold the film rolls in my hand so yeah. that's just like for me something I love from a business standpoint I found that because I market myself as a film photographer because it's a smaller niche I get way more clients that way um, so that's just the business side of why I decided to go down that path um, also the one nice thing about film, although it's like way more expensive, obviously, because film is like the prices are jacking up, um, you actually save way more time because you don't have to edit as much because it already has, you know, it already has your um, preset like yeah. already on it. Um, so when I'm editing, I'm just like cropping maybe a blemish or something like that. But my editing process is way, way faster than when I do digital work. Um, mm. So the practical side is time and niche, but the other side is that I just absolutely adore it. And it's like, it's kind of magical. Because I shoot film, I have to like take all these steps with the questionnaire and the prompts and the breathing because I just simply don't have the as many photos or the money to afford more rolls of film, um, it's very limited. So yeah, it definitely makes you slow down. And then actually when I do pick up my digital camera, I find myself doing the same thing and then saving so much time culling. Mm, interesting. So it's like the habit that you create using film translates into digital. Yes. I mean, it has now. At first, I was just getting shutter happy, like what in the very beginning, but like as yeah. time went on, like, I've definitely maintained those habits. With your film rolls, how many rolls of film do you shoot on an average photo shoot? It depends on the package they choose. I have like different packages. Like my mini session is just one. And then my okay. medium session is three. And then my big session is like five. Um, so it is a lot. I, I do deliver a lot of photos. <laughs> a roll of film usually has 36 photos. Some of them have 24. Um, and like after you buy the film and if you're dropping it off at a lab, it can come out to be almost like a dollar per photo, which is really intense. Um, but, but yeah, so when I, for instance, my mini session, I have one roll of film that's 36. I promise my client 10 photos um, because I can guarantee that I can get 10 good photos out of you. But if I have, like, I have no reason to hoard photos. So if there's more, I will totally send more. And there have been some incidences where something has happened with the film. Sometimes it's been my fault. Like I accidentally opened my camera and exposed it. Um, there's also been a couple times where like, the photo lab you know something happened with their scanner like actually really recently I was told that the scanner tried to like eat my film and like the worker had to like yank it out and 
the photos came out like I don't even know how to describe it. It was like grain, but like amplified. And I had two separate, it happened to two rolls of film that were two different clients. One, it really worked out because like the client was is a music artist and we took photos in up by my roof and it's like really like a dirty stairwell and like grungy. So I was like, oh my gosh, this looks even better than if it were like regular. But then the other one was like, an engagement session so I was so worried because I was like oh my gosh like if you know that's a little more like sentimental um but the truth is like people who are hiring a film photographer they usually end up loving the like like kind of weird looking photos so when I sent it to them I like sent a long email like explaining what happened and they were like oh my gosh we love them so and honestly that's not the first time that this has happened but every single time that it has or anything like it the client is always like super stoked about it i've never had someone say like this looks awful or whatever so like if something happened with exposure or like post like the film negative itself got messed up in any way i've never had a client be upset about it were all of the photos like that or was it just the beginning or the end of the roll no it was just the end and i had like i had three rolls with them so it wasn't all the images and yeah. even if i had taken all of those out i still would have met my photo minimum which also made me feel better about it and what really like made me <laughs> so sad is like that those photos that got like super warped were the ones I had them like we blasted music and they started dancing and the photos were so cute so I was like so scared like oh my god they're gonna hate them but they absolutely loved them for each prompt how many images do you usually try to take it depends if it's just one person probably two maybe three yeah if it's a couple more like three to five what advice would you give to more introverted photographers who might find these steps a bit more challenging? The questionnaire is going to be your best friend. Having talking points of just things to bring up. And also you can play music. And going back to the questionnaire, you can ask your client like what music they like and then play the music wow. that they like. This podcast episode is brought to you by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is a client management program. You are able to have your client submit their inquiry form on your website and have this system automate the entire booking process. So once you get that client inquiry, they're popped at the top of your funnel and booked hands-free. So now instead of the cycle of responding to inquiries manually, answering the questions, following up with ghosted clients, you know the drill. This process should now take you 10 minutes because it is automated. So before before we get back to the episode, let's talk about getting paid. Another feature I love is that you can set up a payment schedule with your clients and HoneyBook will automatically remind them that the payment is almost done and it will invoice them. I love that you can set up various payment schedules with your clients. You can break it down by percentage, exact amount, and HoneyBook will do all the math for you. It will automatically remind them when payments are due or about to be due and it will invoice them. So there's no more back and forth for you trying to track down that final payment. You can head to jessicawhitaker.co slash honeybook to snag a free trial with no credit card required to set up. And if you love it, you'll get 50% off your first year. That's jessicawhitaker.co slash honeybook. 
what advice do you have for other self-taught photographers? Yeah, so I'm completely self-taught. I was a dancer growing up. I did theater and then I did music. I had a like a teeny advantage because I was already doing some sort of art form and all of these like prompts and things like that. I feel like studying acting like kind of helps me because that's like studying human behavior basically so that yeah okay psychologist (laughs) okay but like not really (laughs) I didn't take a traditional approach but I still used elements from my past to like for my business now so I think even if you you know if you studied something else or had a different job, you might find that there are things about that that actually tie into photography. And also, the honestly, the biggest advice I would say is just fake it till you make it. (laughs) um, Because that's truly what I did. I just started, like I would take photos of my friends for free and I just posted on Instagram all the time and made it seem like I knew what I was doing. (laughs) And then eventually people like, thought I knew what I was doing and then eventually I did know what I was doing so if um it's okay to like to fake it never I mean you shouldn't lie like you know if someone asks you to shoot a wedding and you've never shot a wedding don't say you have but maybe you could do it for like you could say I've never shot a wedding before but I really really want to so I'll do it for super super cheap or or free or like cover my film and I'll exactly yeah This episode of the Build a Blue podcast is brought to you by a tool that's cut my photography workflow in half without cutting into half my software budget. Like most photographers, I use the blog feature on my website to upload galleries. Narrative is a software that you download onto your computer that cuts down the time it takes to build out blog posts from one hour to 10 minutes. Narrative works on almost all website platforms, Squarespace, Wix, Weebly, WordPress, the list goes on. There are so many bonus features to Narrative, including a Lightroom plugin, SEO integration, adding text into blog posts, cropping within the program, which means no more back and forth with Lightroom. Oh, and it also uploads all your images as individual files. So it's not one big collage, meaning that it's Pinterest friendly. I know what you're thinking. This seems like a miracle, but how much does it cost? With Narrative, there are three package options starting at just $6 a month. And heads up, right now the program is only available for iOS, meaning Mac users. Go to jessicawhitaker.co slash blog tool. You can also check out the description of this podcast episode the show notes down below i'll link it as well that's jessicawhitaker.co slash blog tool i picked up my camera three years ago and i would say i like went into like business like a little over two years ago and i'm Mm. already at a point where i'm fully freelance and can survive off of it so i mean that's which it's you're in New York and I'm in New York like it's insane and I don't like have any help from anyone like I purely did this on my own um so not everyone's path will be that easy maybe some people's path will be easier um but it's just it's definitely possible is the point I'm trying to make I hope I can be like an example for other people who are like hesitant to start off um but yeah I would literally just like with my little point and shoot like I had no I didn't know even know what like aperture was <laughs> and I was like you used point and shoot film camera at the beginning yeah and then truly like I was just you know shooting for free and my friend refused to not pay me he was like I'm gonna pay you your photos are good and I'm like what I don't even 
I don't even know. And I was like, okay, like $50. And he goes, that's not enough. Like, he like forced, forced himself to pay me or forced me to let him pay me. But, um, so yeah, like if you have, all it is, is the eye. Like if, if you have the eye, people will recognize that. You really worked on nailing your website and making sure that everything was good to go there. You even took the, I I taught a branding and like website design and like what to kind of, how to have it formatted class. I believe it was back in the summer. You you took that and like, you've done a lot when it comes to the back end of your business. So if somebody is first starting, where do you recommend that they spend most of their time outside of like photo shoots? Definitely the back end. I pretty much signed up for HoneyBook right when I started getting like consistent bookings. HoneyBook is a client management portal, I guess I could call it. Um, It organizes um, all your inquiries, your payments. Um, It tracks all of your income from photo shoots. It's just like a really great way to be organized. Um, I don't have like the mental capacity to like navigate dms and emails and texts so i if anyone ever asks me to book a shoot i'm just like fill out the form on my website please because if like if you dm me i will forget (laughs) so just having everything in one place was really helpful for me and your website definitely matters too um to just because it I mean, I took your course. Also, I get so many compliments on my website now. Even this photographer that I'm like, she's like a wedding photographer and she's hiring me as a, an associate shooter. She was, and she's been in the business for like 15 years. She was like, oh my gosh, your website. I was like, oh, what? Your website is really good. And Thank you. I mean, you guys will be able to check it out in the description. The colors are very different. That It has a purple background. It really pops. And the way it's structured is easy to navigate. And it's super clear who you are, what you shoot, where you live. Yeah, I wanted to, to make it a little funky and different because I'm definitely not traditional as a human. So I wanted my my website to reflect that Um and that it's okay to like put your your character into into your website even though it's my business it can still be like fun and quirky do you have any other advice that you would like to give self-taught photographers maybe in terms of the client communication or client experience yes client experience is gonna be the biggest way that you're gonna get more clients because if your client likes you they're gonna tell their friend and then your friend their friend will book you etc etc so just like maintaining a like engaged but and still professional relationship with them you don't have to be like super formal but um but just being like efficient when they send you an inquiry give them all the information they need you know say so like with my what i email like back that initial inquiry is like here are client gallery examples that kind of maybe relate to your um what you're looking for here's my pricing here's the availability um here are location options here's a link to peer space if you're looking for a studio having all of that just like laid out for them they're going to be like wow this photographer like really knows what's up And maybe you've only done two photo shoots before, but just by sending that nice long email, first of all, it eliminates 
more back and forth between you. And oh, and at the end of that email is let's get on a call. And if they're reaching out to multiple photographers, you're gonna stand out and your booking process is gonna be so much faster. Whereas maybe another photographer will just be like, I'm available this day, but didn't answer like 20 other more questions that are going to be asked. Jules, thank you so much for coming on to the Built and Bloom Photography podcast and just providing so much insight and also encouragement to those who are listening. So where can everybody find you? So, so happy to be here. Truly, thank you for having me. You can find me at Jules and Film. That's my website. So JulesandFilm.com. Um, Instagram at Jules and Film and TikTok at Jules and Film. You can pop on over to the description and follow along or just pop it into your phone as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Build and Bloom podcast. If you love the show, leave us a review on iTunes to keep it running. This also helps other photographers to find this free resource. Looking for more? Join over 60,000 photographers in the Build and Bloom Facebook group. Just search for Build and Bloom in Facebook groups to join in the encouraging and empowering community. You can also find Jessica's tutorials and tools on YouTube and Instagram at Jessica Whitaker and show notes and further resources on her website, jessicawhitaker.co. Thanks for spending time here. Catch you in the next episode.